Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. April 29th is the 150th anniversary of Arbor Day in Nebraska. To mark the observance, I turn to the best, National Geographic, where Susan Tyler Hitchcock has crafted a marvelously enlightening book about trees, Into the Forest, The Secret Language of Trees. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. We have a mutual friend, Joel Sartori. I was going to ask you, Joel is a good friend and an amazing photographer and a, a really sort of an advocate for the living, breathing planet. He's amazing. Yeah, I had a Zoom chat with Joel a couple of weeks ago for this show, an, an inspiring man. We're very proud to have him living here in Lincoln. Uh, legendary photography combined with cutting-edge science in this book to show readers exactly how trees influence the life of planet Earth. You start the book by helping us understand the forest by first getting to know the trees. Help me understand the forest, Susan. Sure. So, you know, let's begin with a single tree. Um, trees are ancient. Um, they're older than we are, many of them. You look at a tree and it was there when you were born. It's going to be there when you die. Um, they are living, breathing beings. Um, they pull in water and carbon dioxide, the stuff that we breathe out, and then they breathe back out for us the oxygen. So many people call trees and the forest the lungs of the planet. It's one of the real, really important reasons why we need to be preserving the old forests of our planet and planting new trees as, as fast as we can because we're cutting them down faster. <laughs> um, trees are um, ancient uh, beings. They are at the center of many, if not all, religions. You look at all of the old mythologies, and every single one of them has a, has a story with the tree at the center of the universe. And it just has made me realize, learning about all those ancient stories, how much trees have sort of been a part of our psyche, a part of who we as human beings are. We really see ourselves in some ways reflected in the trees, and we need them, and they need us. I believe that trees talk to each other, mm. communicate. I don't know how, I just believe they do. Do you believe that too? I believe it, and I also have found some science going on um, that proves it. <laughs> really interesting work. Um, one of the classic uh, observations, scientific experiments, uh, went on in the African savanna. Uh, realizing that um, acacia trees in the savanna, um, which are the favored diet of giraffes, have a way of uh, speaking to one another through the air. When a giraffe comes and starts nibbling on the, uh, the leaves of one acacia tree, that tree responds by putting off volatile essences into the air that move to the neighboring trees and basically say to them, 
there's a giraffe eating me, watch out, it might come and eat you. The responding trees actually develop um, a bitterness, instantaneous bitterness in their leaves that discourages giraffes from, from eating it. So in that way, there's an example of trees speaking to one another through the air, and I'm sure there are many other examples of that that we don't even know about yet. Um, more recent exp exploration has shown that trees also speak to one another, communicate chemically underground. Um, the work, for example, of the forest ecologist um, Suzanne Samard, who I'm really proud to say wrote the foreword to my book, um, she has discovered that trees use the underground network of fungus, the mycelium or fungal strands that link trees and other living beings through the soil, that trees actually send signals through that um, mycorrhizae, the, the fungal filaments underground, and can exchange um, messages, exchange nutrients. Um, sometimes the messages are, are, are alarm messages as in parallel to the acacia trees, but sometimes they're actually nourishment, uh, sharing and caring for each other. And Suzanne Samard talks about mother trees, which are the big, um, old trees in the midst of a forest and how they really end up being the source of nutrients for all the other trees around. Um, it's quite lovely and important work um, that she talks about in her book, Finding the Mother Tree. Suzanne Samard, of course, uh, wrote the foreword for your book. She is professor of forest ecology, University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And uh, there's a lot that she says in about three or four and a half pages uh, mm -hmm. in the book. We're talking about Into the Forest, the Secret Language of Trees. Susan Tyler Hitchcock joins me. In your book, you talk about extreme mm -hmm. trees, some of the world's most mm -hmm. remarkable trees. Tell listeners about Pando. So Pando is a single tree, a single organism in Utah. It's an aspen tree, and, and that kind of tree reproduces itself by sending up suckers, shoots, uh, through the ground. So Pando is a single, it's considered the largest organism in the world. And it's, a, um, it's an aspen tree in Utah that stretches for acres and acres and acres. It's, it is actually now um, to some degree um, endangered. Um, the creatures around eat the sprouts and the development, human development around is, is really damaging the habitat. So there's an, an effort to save Pando. Um, and I'm, one hopes that that's, that's working out, but, but it's pretty amazing. There are a lot of other trees that are hundreds of years old, as, as Pando is probably thousands. Um, the trees are just remarkable that way in the sense that a tree, a particular species of tree in the right place can can live for centuries. And um, one thing that I find really interesting, how do we even know how old a tree is uh, without cutting it down and counting the rings, which is sort of what all, we all learn about in grade school, but that's one way of figuring out how the how that a tree, to age a tree, is to count the rings, each ring actually representing a year of growth. 
Um, but dendrologists, who are the people who study trees and their age and the tree rings, have a, um, an instrument that actually drills through without hurting the tree and actually takes a core sample that allows them to count the rings without cutting down a tree. Um, so that's one reason we know that some trees that exist in this world are hundreds, if not thousands of years old. Yeah, you mentioned in your book the tree that is almost 5,000 years old, the Prometheus? Yeah, they're, they're, that and others, you know, I, I have a feeling that we may not have even discovered the oldest of trees because they've sort of found places that we don't go to because human beings tend to be rather um, heartless in their, mm-hmm. <laughs> in their way of, of uh cutting down trees and actually some of the oldest trees have been cut down by people who were just exploring and saying oh look at this old tree let's figure it out so um pretty pretty uh, remarkable and you know i also think that that's one reason why these trees are have found their way into legends and um fables and mythologies because they do represent um the eternity in a way they represent life without end in a way yeah wrap your mind around this one listeners prometheus had already taken root when construction began on the first pyramids in egypt yeah that's pretty amazing that's a single tree still alive (laughs) yeah yeah susan tyler hitchcock i like to say that if if it weren't for the fact that wood rots we would talk about a wood age even before the stone age because wood had to have been the first material that we made tools from in fact we know about um, primates that use wood as tools and i'm sure that human beings were using wood as tools long before they were using stone as tools susan i'm always interested in what fascinates experts. So with all you know about forests and trees, what fact or phenomenon just blows you away? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I don't know. Maybe this says more about me than about trees, but I keep coming back to this idea that every single mythology in the world has a tree at its center. And that we human beings have used trees in our myths, in our metaphors, to talk about our own world. It's sort of like the trees are a reflection of of who we are. Think about it. We talk about branching out. We talk about working at a branch office. We talk about going out on a limb. Um, There are so many ways that trees have imprinted their way of life on our way of life so that it's an intimate relationship. This book is a slow turn, folks. So take your time. Appreciate the magnificent photography, the inspiring text. I'm going to use it by having it be the the last thing that I read before I I lay down to go to sleep. Put it on the nightstand. And uh, no doubt we'll sleep a little bit easier, I think. So, Susan, thank you for that. Susan Tyler Hitchcock. The book is called Into the Forest, The Secret Life of, excuse me, The Secret Language of Trees. Susan Tyler Hitchcock on Lincoln Life. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you.